for the show that takes dog training beyond your backyard. It's Bark Talk with Bonnie. Brought to you by Advanced Canine Techniques, your dog training specialists. Hi there, and thanks for listening and joining us this afternoon. Um, I wanted to spend a little time today talking about tricks that you guys can do with your dogs. There's a lot of benefits to teaching your dog tricks. Yes, I think um, good obedience commands are definitely important. You definitely want your dog to have good household manners, but teaching them tricks is good mental stimulation. A lot of times you can use their dog food or you can use treats, but if you're able to kind of teach your dog how to earn that treat, it's going to make them think a little bit harder, use a little bit more of that, you know, mental brain power um, that they have. And that's a good way just to kind of tire them out sometimes. And there's a lot of benefits to that as well. Sometimes if you have a therapy dog, you can show off some tricks to the residents um, that you might visit. The kids love to do some tricks with the dogs. Um, And even if you are at home and your dog is nervous or scared, last night was the 4th of July, so I know a lot of, um, I'm fortunate all of our dogs don't have any issues with um, with fireworks, but if dogs do, um, sometimes just engaging them in mental activities can really help get them focused on something else other than those loud booms and those popping sounds that um, that you're hearing for hours on end um, the whole during the 4th of July season. So I'm going to spend some time kind of talking through different tricks that you can do with your dog using just mean, sometimes just basic obedience commands. Um, and I'm going to, you know, hopefully this might give you guys an idea of some things that you can try. Um, with that said, it's always good if you can attend a class with a trainer because sometimes they can look at your body language. They can look at your, how you're luring. Um, sometimes it might be just tweaking things up a little bit to make, um, make that trick just a little bit better or have you move just a little bit in a different direction to add another trick onto that too and kind of um, combine them together a little bit. Um, Most dogs obviously all know how to sit. So if you have your dog sitting, if you take a treat and you just put it by their nose and slowly push it back um, behind them a little bit, you can often get your dog to sit pretty or pose. Um, Some dogs are obviously going to do better than this than others. Um, Small dogs tend to obviously excel at this trick. Bigger dogs, it's a little bit harder because they don't balance very well. Um, But um, you could, and ideally name the trick whatever um, you think is going to be cute or that you're going to like. I've heard a lot of people say sit pretty, pose, um, statue, whatever words you would want to use. And sometimes finding a cute um, name for a trick can be really beneficial as well. The other thing you can do if your dog will sit for you is to kind of hold your arm out in front of, um, in front of them and see if they'll put their front paws on your, on your arm. So you can almost get them to either put their paws up. So they're putting their paws on your arm. And then if you put a treat underneath your arm, you can get them to say their prayers. Um, a lot of people like that trick too. And honestly, big and little dogs are good with that trick. Sometimes you might need to almost like scoop their front legs up with your arm and then put a treat under your, um, under your under your front arm and then have them like bow um, so you can say your prayers bow whatever words you know whatever command you'd want to give them for for that reward and then once they learn that they can go over to a folding chair they can go up to a table um, they can go to like a um, a raised platform food bowl put their paws up on it put their head down and you can have them say their prayers before they eat their meal <laughs> um, in terms of the other thing, if they're sitting, is you can always teach them to shake. You can have them shake with their right hand. You can have them shake with their left hand. Depending on the different dogs, dogs learn shake in different ways. So sometimes you can just kind of hold a hold your hand out, and your their dog your dog will automatically give you their paw if they're real paw oriented. So if that happens, you could just capture that shake 
shake, shake every time they give you their paw. Sometimes you have to do repetition, pick up their paw, shake, give them a treat, pick up their paw, shake, give them a treat, and do that over and over again. And it takes a little bit for them to kind of figure out how to use that paw and what um, what motivation is going to work best to teach them that trick too. And again, naming the trick can be really important. I've seen people shake, you know, give me your paw, shake, um, pound it is another one. Like if you kind of hold your fist and kind of, you know, put it towards the dog and they kind of touch your fist with their paw, pound it. Um, sometimes those are really cute um, ways that you can also engage with your dogs as well. And then if they know shake, it's very easy to teach them to high five where you can just put a treat in your hand if you're kind of holding it up like you were to give a person a high five and put a treat in between your fingers, have your dog either, you know, with their paw, same thing, kind of pick up their paw, touch your touch your hand, high five, open up your hand and give them the treat. And then you can do that with your right and left hand too. Um, you know, or if you hold up both hands, you can do a high 10. So that way they can do it with both of their paws up in there too. So just using existing obedience commands can help teach them just some um some simple tricks as well. Um, if your dog knows down, um, the easiest one is to have them crawl. Once they're laying down, slowly move the treat towards you on the ground and then see if your dog will kind of shimmy towards the treat or, or crawl towards it um, as a way. And then once they get a few feet, go ahead and give them the treat. And then you can try to get them to go further. Some dogs are like, you know, fantastic army crawlers. Like they'll crawl across the whole room. Um, and then you can, um, once they're crawling, you can if they'll roll over on their side, you can kind of give them the command to play dead, um, which is really nice to teach them. Or roll over once they're laying down. See if you can get them to roll over. I know a lot of dogs love their bellies um, rubbed. So if you have them lay down and then roll over um, or lay down and um, rub your tummy, then you can get them to go the rest of the way so you can get them to roll over as well. Um, and then with um, crawling, they can go through a tunnel. You could put a little bar on the ground or put, you know, your feet up in the air and have them crawling underneath your legs. And then you can have your dogs limbo. So just being really creative with some of the terms that you use sometimes in class, sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll say, oh, that was a really great limbo or a really great cha-cha. If you kind of like move your right foot towards your dog and they move back or you move your right foot back and they kind of move their left foot forward. Like you can dance with your dog a little bit too, but the goal is to have fun with your dog. So I often encourage people, see what behaviors your dog offers you. Now make sure it's one that you want to reward. Um, but a lot of times if you have a dog that um, is a good stretcher, like every time they get out of bed, they're kind of like, you know, they're doing the downward dog, like they're, you know, heads down, their butts up in the air. That's a really good bow. So every time my dog offers that, hey, good bow, good bow. So they can do a couple commands and then take a bow, you know, or they can do a couple commands and get up on a table um, or, or stand up on a platform. Um, I know I had one um, family that um, we did some agility training and their cue for the table was ta-da. So that way the dog would jump over three or four different obstacles and then they would say ta-da and the dog would jump up on the table. And that was really cute. So it was kind of a an ending to their agility session for that day. Um, so thinking about different terms or different phrases that you can use can be really helpful. Um, if your dog knows wait, like they might wait before you put their food bowl down, they might wait before they have to get out of the crate or wait to get out of the doorway, then you can have them wait while you bounce a ball or drop a treat or drop some food. Um, even obedience commands with distractions can be um, exciting for people in nursing homes and for kids to watch. Um, I know people love teaching their dogs, leave it. You can have dogs put a leave. You can put a, you can put a dog biscuit on their paw. You could put a dog biscuit on their nose or on their head, or sometimes people will kind of spell out something 
leave it, you know, good job, like with some kibble in front of the dog and then make, and then when the dog is released, he can eat all the pieces of kibble, but you could spell out different things. Um, you know, good boy, it's my birthday, you know, <laughs> this stinks <laughs> um, with all of these different treats and then um, and then have the dog wait until you release them t- to get that too. Um, but those are good ways for some good photo opportunities as well. Um, and then using food, you can also teach them to like spin, um, take the treat and kind of lure them in one direction. I use different terms for both directions. So if I want my dog to spin to the right, I might tell them to spin. If I want my dog to, to go to the left, I might say circle. So that way I can just give whichever way I flick my wrist is which way I want the dog to go. So spinning or circling, um, or sometimes too, once they are, once they have that, um, that spinning and circling, then I can try to see if I can get them to maybe do that around me. Um, I mean, the goal is to kind of join behaviors together. So you can have them do some tricks. Then you can add in, like I said, a little dancing. You can do some cha-chaing. You can, you know, do some square dancing back and forth. I mean, there's some good videos. And granted, now the videos you watch on, you know, YouTube are probably people that have spent hours and hours of time with your dog. You're not going to master that overnight, but reward small. It's like slow and steady wins the race. So the more, I mean, if you work on, you know, one or two steps every day, eventually you will get, you know, an entire row, you know, done or, you know, back and forth across a room. And then you add in um, movements a little at a time as you practice that too. So, um, Using, using food to do circle or spin, or you, you can do a figure eight. A lot of times if you have little dogs, I like to use target sticks. because And it can be a stick with just peanut butter on the end of it that I can just, um, you know, lure and have the dogs kind of follow between my legs and kind of, or have them walk between my legs too is another kind of little little dance that you can have them do. Um, and you can use weave for that. Um, even doing agility, you can do weave pulls and have them weave between the poles as well. Um, and then sometimes people will try to, have their dog if they will if they're facing the same direction that you are and this works better if the dog can stand underneath you I will say that if you have a tall dog this isn't going to be real easy unless you're really tall yourself but if you can either try to put the dog's front feet on your feet and you might just have to reward that behavior initially but then maybe move your right foot out a little bit with the dog's paw on top of yours move your left foot out a little bit little bit with the dog's paw on top of yours. Then you can kind of do a little chorus line kick with your dog, you know, right, left. And then, you know, maybe have them like come through your um, legs and then turn around and come back towards you. Um, So anything that you can or would want to teach them or if they're standing um, underneath you and then you kind of like hunch down really quick and have your dogs down, you know, you've kind of seen dogs kind of like people are kind of like um, crouching as they're moving forward and the dog is kind of like crawling on the ground as the dog is moving forward too. You see a lot of that like with um, military canines. Um, but pet dogs can learn that just as well. And then I know a lot of people love watching agility on TV, Westminster, um, lots of different you know types of agility that you can watch. Um, that's a fun activity. It really helps build confidence in dogs. You can get them to go over jumps, through a tire, over the dog walk, through the um, A-frame, through a tunnel, through a chute. I mean, all of those are tricks. Um, so there are things that you can definitely utilize to get them to climb up, climb up on things, um, run through things, go over things. Um, but that's a good way too. And sometimes... It doesn't take much for you to bring a couple props with you if you go in to visit someplace too. I mean, you're not going to want to take, you know, a whole 
um, you know, U-Haul van to a nursing home when, when you go. But if you had like a little small hula hoop or something small or just some things that you could carry with you, like in a little backpack that you could pull out and kind of have some props for your um, for tricks that you can teach. Or even if you take your dog to work with you or, um, you know, just things that you want to work on with your dogs at home, um, sometimes you can make props or you can buy props pretty inexpensive. Um, I know a, a prop that a lot of people like is the easy button from Staples, where you can basically have your dog do a trick or two and then push the easy button and then get a treat. Um, and that's nice because you can have them push a whole bunch of things after they learn that easy button. So, I mean, any like a lot of times in class, I'll teach dogs to um, target something or I want them to touch, whether it's my palm or my finger or a target stick. But then maybe I want them to target a post-it note or a light switch. You know, I can kind of basically build on what they initially learn and can teach them a variety of different things once they have that basic concept of what I want them to touch. And you can use the word touch. You can use the word target. Depends on, you know, what works better for you. Sometimes they'll start close up. But sometimes I want to direct them to something. Um, there's actually a really good training device called an alley-oop. Um, and it's just a yellow um, holder that's got a tall yellow ball on the end of a pole that you can put in the middle of the room. And you can tell your dog target. He can go and touch it. And it, does, it just, um, it's steady. So even if they touch it, it comes right back to where it was. And then they can run back to you and they, they can go back and touch it. You can have them run around that and then come back to you. So there's a variety of things that if you move slow, you can definitely teach your dogs to do. Um, keeping in mind, like the other thing is puzzle games. Like I love to te- to use different, like eat food um, food puzzles, um, food um, food bowls, like game cubes, Kongs. I mean, there's a, Nina Addison has a whole variety of different like puzzle toys out there that you can that you can find in local stores or on the internet that um, dogs have to figure out how to open up, how to move, um, just as a way to um, to engage to kind of get some food that way too. I've told a couple people if you buy like a little curtain rod. Um, you know, or a or a shower holder, um, a small one, and you put it in a doorway and put a hole between, um, like a two liter bottle or a plastic, you know, iced tea bottle. Put some food in it, and then basically put it in your hallway and teach the dog. He has to paw that container, and it might flip over a couple times once you have a hole in it for the kibble to come out. It's a great way to feed your dog that um, takes a little bit longer. That will help with that as well. Um, and then some useful tricks, you know, teaching your dog to wipe their paws, having putting a treat under a. Um, placemat and then just you know mimicking that behavior you you scratch the paw you scratch the um placemat the dog scratches it with his paws you pick up the placemat they get the treat and you do that a couple different times that's really helpful when it's raining and pouring outside you bring your puppy in put a towel on the floor wipe your paws and that you wipe right wipe, wipe left you know sometimes some dogs you can teach to wipe their back back paws too um but wiping their paws having them back up i like this when i come in the house and i've got groceries i want my dogs to back up so that way i'm not they're not stepping in front of the door when i come in so um kind of putting a treat down if they're standing a little bit low and then just kind of backing into them if they take a couple steps backwards yes good back good back good back and just kind of keep teaching them to back up as i'm walking towards them can be really useful um and then if your dog likes to fetch have them fetch balls and toys have them Fetch packages of tissues. Seriously, like put some toilet paper in a little um, plastic sack and have them bring that to you. Um, I mean, there's lots of different things that you can have them fetch for you or pick toys up. They can, um, you know, I know certain dogs are, you know, tend to be really bright. You can have them identify, you know, a plush toy, a ball, a Frisbee by color or pick up some toys like, you know, we don't have too many dog toys spread around the house, but we have cat toys everywhere. So my goal is to try to teach one of the dogs to pick up the cat toys and put them in a little basket for me. So that way I'm not always picking up cat toys in the house. Um, But 
the other thing is in some some people don't know that you can teach your dogs um um you don't necessarily whether you want to compete with um, tricks or rally or obedience. If your dog isn't registered, they don't have to be. You can actually get something called a canine partner. Um, and it actually is an identification number. Um, I don't think it's real expensive, but it'll give you an ID number if you did want to. I mean, there's a lot of mixed breeds that compete in um, rally. You can get an AKC um, trick dog title, you know, with if you have your canine partner. Or through Kira Sundance, who does Do More With Your Dog. She's got a number of great books out there um, that can help you and walk you through step-by-step how to teach your dog some tricks, too. Um, but it's a great way to do some mental stimulation with your dog that really helps um, really helps kind of keep them a little bit busy. And then there's a couple tips. Thanks for sticking with us so far. So there's a couple tips that might really be helpful. You see a lot of dogs where people will say, you know, are you shy or what did you do when the dogs kind of cover their eyes with their paws? Um, a lot of times if you take, like, either masking tape or or a piece of scotch tape, or like a hair scrunchie, and you put it either above their eyebrow or on their ear, a lot of times they will take their paw and bat at it to try to get it off. So as soon as they start doing that, I want you to mark and reward that behavior. So, you know, are you shy? And then is there, you know, you know, touching their eye, click and treat, click and treat, click and treat. And that's a good way to kind of to initiate some of those behaviors or having them cross their paws. If you want them to kind of like, you know, sit like a lady or, you know, sit like a gentleman, if they're, you know, um, laying down or, um, or sitting up where you can have them cross their paws as well. Um, but a lot of times just utilizing props can be really helpful for certain things too. Sometimes even, you know, if you want a dog to, you know, chase his tail, you could do the same thing. Although I'd be careful about doing anything obsessive compulsive and a word of warning, do not use laser pointers with your dogs. I know if you have cats, it might be cute for cats to utilize, but it will develop a very serious OCD order with your dog. So laser pointers are a no, no for dogs. Um, any, any trainer will tell you that, that that will cause a lot of issues with them chasing shadows and chasing lights, lights. Um, so you definitely want to kind of avoid that. Um, the biggest thing with, with doing tricks with your dogs is have fun with it. Enjoy, never punish your dog for teaching them a trick. This is something that you want them to have fun with. So it needs to be, um, it needs to be fun. It needs to be upbeat. If they don't get it right, oops, let's try it again. You know, and if they, if they don't master it, you know, that, you know, that's okay. Try it again the next day. Maybe try to make it a little bit shorter. Try to teach them maybe something just a little bit different um, or change up the way you're teaching it so they'll understand it. But you want it to be lighthearted to make that a little bit more successful for you. Um, that is all that we have for today in terms of going over tricks. Hopefully you got some good ideas that you can try with your dogs. Um, we're super excited. Next week, we're going to have Lisa Hurd. Um, she is local here in Muncie to talk about doTERRA essential oils, um, how to use them, the myths and, um, things that go along with them too. So thanks for joining and you guys have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. You've been listening to Bark Talk. For more information, go to our website, advancedcaninetechniques.com or find us on Facebook.